Well, good day, everybody. Welcome to the Lifetime Talks Training Podcast. And today we are going to talk all about an industry that's absolutely booming right now, and that's the CBD industry. And we have one of the best, Miss Jen Palmer, who's a naturopathic doctor and director of education for Charlotte's Web uh, CBD and Clinic. And I can't thank you enough for jumping on and, you know, really informing the world about, you know, the goods, the bads, and the uglies about this. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really happy to be able to chat with you, and we're really excited for a partnership coming up. Well, likewise. Now, uh, I know that you are a naturopathic doctor, and and I would love for you to kind of say why what happened. Like, what well, you know, how did this start to incorporate, and how did you kind of? I don't know if you've changed your your career to solely working for Charlotte's Web and uh, versus seeing patients. You know, I graduated from my naturopathic medical school in 1999, and I was kind of, I slipped right into a job working in the dietary supplement industry doing consulting, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And so I really never went off and started a clinic, which is the traditional route. I've been working in the industry for over 20 years now, so... I'm an oldie, um, but yeah, I really love this opportunity to do education to larger crowds. You know, I was just talking to a naturopathic friend about this yesterday, and she said, you know, when you're in a clinic and you're seeing patients, you're seeing one person at a time, and you can see maybe ten people in a day, right? Yeah. And so you only get to talk to ten people, but when you have this opportunity to talk on a podcast or do a webinar or write an article, you can hit hundreds or thousands of people. Yeah. And so I've always kind of enjoyed that aspect of being an education director. And so I was always been in the dietary supplement industry. And then I started to learn about CBD actually through my furry friend, Cosmo. <laughs> and my little dog was having seizures. And they were kind of really mild and very sporadic and occasional. And so I didn't worry about it too much at first. But um, what happens with seizures is is a kindling effect and it kind of can snowball and get worse and worse. And so that started to happen. So we went to the vet and I said, you know, I'm really not into giving these anti-seizure medications. I know they can be really hard on the dog's body and it can really affect their personality. And I said, what do you think about this CBD stuff? And so this was, you know, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, my vet was like, well, you know, I heard of it. it might work. Let's try it. And so I went off and tried that on my own. And had such great results with Little Cosmo that I just was so fascinated by this ingredient because, as you know, like dietary supplements and vitamins and minerals are great and good for us, but you don't usually see this like really profound effect that's so immediate. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is a really special plant compound. And I wanted to learn all about it. And eventually my career path just led me to work with Charlotte's Web, which is, you know, the best company in the industry. And they were the pioneers of the industry. So I felt really fortunate to be able to pair up with such a, a great company. That's great. Well, you know, again, so there's, there's dog and then transfer to human, right? And, you know, why do you feel this industry is just absolutely exploding? Well, I think it's because it works really well. I mean, yeah. I had such a profound effect with my animal and then I personally started using it and I found it really helped get through like stressful situations. And that's just such a common problem in our world these days is we're all dealing with extreme stress. And so when you have a nutritional supplement that can help with that and help you get through it and help you feel calmer, and just help you cope with your day, you know, that's going to be something that's really 
profound and people are going to catch on to it. And I think, you know, through word of mouth, people heard about it, you know, family and friends told each other about how great it is. And the industry has just been, you know, booming ever since that. Well, great. Well, why don't we jump into the science and, and, and kind of the health benefits and, you know, how does it work? So CBD is really stands for cannabidiol. And to just kind of superficially get into the science, um, the way it works is it helps with our endocannabinoid system. So I don't know, did your doctor ever talk to you about your endocannabinoid system? <laughs> Not once. <laughs> Mine neither. <laughs> it's a really weird thing. Yeah. So um, we discovered the endocannabinoid system in humans in 1990. And for some reason, it was like never taught in medical schools or in, to a very small percentage. And so our doctors really never talk about it. But the fact is the endocannabinoid system is kind of the um, master regulator of all the systems of our body. And it helps create balance throughout. And so as it turns out, these endocannabinoids that our body produced are also kind of replicated by the cannabis or hemp plant with like the CBD and THC compounds. And so these work to help create balance throughout all these other systems of our body. And so it has like a really overall broad effect on our entire body. Got it. Got it. Well, you know, is there, is there research that you found and, and what is that saying about, you know, just the, the various, and then we'll get into kind of some of the differences. Obviously, I think there's a lot of people too that, that worry about THC versus CBD, but we'll, we'll get into that in a bit later. But what's the yeah. research that you found that is kind of the most, you know, exciting? So there's, you know, we are still in our infancy in terms of clinical research. There's still so much more we have to learn. It's really one of the most complex systems. I used to say the immune system was the most complicated human system, but the endocannabinoid system really beats that. Um, so it's really hard to research it and get clear results. Um, but there are some compelling clinical studies out there. And um, I think one of the most profound ones are how CBD works for occasional anxiety and stress. And so there, we know that the um, CBD or the endocannabinoids that our body makes can help regulate neurotransmitters that are, you know, excitatory neurotransmitters, the ones that make us feel stress, the ones that make us feel anxious, increase our blood pressure, increase our heart rate. Um, the endocannabinoids can come in and really regulate those and calm them down. And so there's a really good um, study about um, people who suffer from social anxiety disorder or just, you know, young people who just, you know, have a lot of stress and anxiety in their life. And they gave um, the, those people either CBD in high levels, you know, one time, or they gave a placebo and they found that the people that took it um, took the CBD, had much calmer, more relaxing feelings, and really alleviated that anxiety that they're experiencing. Um, and there's another one that's um, kind of on that same theme. And they put people into a stressful situation, which was public speaking. <laughs> so <laughs> they um, gave these, put these people under this you know, microscope of like, you have to give this presentation. And you know, that always makes people nervous. It increases their heart rate, increases their blood pressure. Um, and they gave one group a high level of CBD, and then they didn't give it to the other group. And what they found was the people that took the CBD had um, a decrease in blood pressure and normalization of their heart rate and, you know, just much less stress effects than the people that got the placebo. So we have those kinds of clinical studies that really support this concept of it helps with occasional anxiety. 
Um, and those are my favorite two studies, actually. Got it. Got it. Well, you know, there's a lot of mysteries out there and people are, you know, some people I, I've, I've talked to, oh, I'm worried about the THC and, you know, I don't want that in. And am I going to get fired if I get drug tested? But w- would you mind talking about kind of what the biggest, some of the biggest mysteries just around yeah. are? And so just to help people calm, you know, and or know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, this whole like, what is hemp and what is marijuana, it really can still be a mystery for a lot of people. And it actually took me a while to really wrap my arms around like, what is the difference between these two things? Um, But it's understandable that it's confusing because they're actually the same plant. Hemp and marijuana are both cannabis sativa. That's the Latin name of this plant. But cannabis makes a lot of different compounds. It makes CBD and THC and CBN and CBG and a bunch of other things. And um, so the the hemp plant is defined as the plant, the cannabis plant that makes less than 0.3% THC. That's a very small amount. And that's not the amount that would give you that euphoric effect or, you know, getting high. Um, so it's a very small amount. Um, however, it can be detected on drug tests. Now, marijuana is anything that's over that 0.3%. But in reality, if you go to like a medical cannabis dispensary or recreational, you're going to see THC levels at 15, 20, 30%. So it's like extremely much higher. And that's the levels that you're going to get that euphoric effect. Um, So, but the hemp plant was really designated in the 2018 farm bill. And that's when the government took the hemp plant off of the DEA controlled substances list where marijuana still sits. Um, and it made it legal to grow across the country in all, in all 50 States. And so, um, anything that has less than 0.3% THC is hemp, which is generally cultivated to have high levels of CBD and can be sold in a dietary supplement form, you know, in health food stores and things like that. And that won't get you high necessarily, um, but that tiny amount of THC can eventually accumulate in your system. And depending on your genetics and your metabolism and your body weight, et cetera, and how much you're taking, um, it is possible to test positive on a THC drug test. So if you are in a profession where that's of consideration, um, such as law enforcement, some people in the medical industry can't do that, um, people, you know, working on high risk jobs, um, you may decide that you don't want to take a full spectrum hemp extract that contains even that tiny amount of THC. Um, You may decide you want to avoid that. And so there are options to take um, a full spectrum hemp extract without the THC. And that really eliminates that risk of testing positive on a drug test. I did talk to a uh, doctor who likes the the full spectrum hemp extract, and we can talk about that, the entourage and everything, but um, he does have patients who are concerned about that risk. And so he has a really good workaround that I I thought was really innovative. He uh, sells his patients the, you know, at home drug test kit. And so they can monitor themselves um, as they're using it. And then if they start to go over, then they can, you know, go off of that and take a break. So I think that's a really smart workaround if you want to use the full spectrum version. Well, and and I think that's important too, because I don't know a lot of people understand what full spectrum means. Would you mind diving into what that is? Yeah. So there's really, I 
consider it like three buckets of different kinds of hemp extracts. So the full spectrum hemp extract is the one that has the most variety of compounds and that's the one that Charlotte's Web makes. And so the hemp plant creates uh, these phytocannabinoids like CBD, THC, CBN, et cetera, terpenes, essential fatty acids, phytosterols, all these like really good compounds that have nice health benefits. And so when you do a full spectrum hemp extract, you're using either carbon dioxide or alcohol to extract as many of those great compounds that the hemp plant has to offer. Um, if you, so that's a full spectrum hemp extract. And what happens with that is you get this entourage effect. So that means that all of those different compounds, they work together and they boost the activity of that CBD. And so you don't have to take as much and you get a really great benefit. And the, the level below that we call a broad spectrum hemp extract. And that's where you take the full spectrum and you take out the THC and you, you attempt to leave as many of those other good compounds there as possible. So you're getting, you're getting an entourage effect, but just not quite as robust as the full spectrum. And then the level below that is what we call a CBD isolate. And as that sounds like it's when they take just that CBD out of the plant. And so you're not getting any of those other beneficial compounds to support it. And it's really profound the difference, um, how that works in the body, because uh, researchers have found that you may need to take like 10 times more of the CBD isolate to get the same benefit as a full spectrum hemp extract. Wow. And so that's a, that's a really big difference. And that's where you start to see um, you know, taking really high levels where you're really kind of making your liver work harder and it may increase your liver enzymes as a result. Got it. And, and when you say something like a really high levels, obviously that's subjective for <laughs> the person, you know, what would that, what would you consider a high, you know, when, when you say a high level where it could potentially impact the liver, you know, what, what would you say those numbers are? Well, um, the general like average amount people are taking on a full spectrum would be 50 milligrams of CBD. People taking um, CBD for, uh, there's, a, there's actually an approved drug. It's a CBD isolate called Epidiolex. And that's an FDA approved drug for controlling seizures. And the amount that they recommend taking for an adult is about 1500 milligrams of CBD. So that's really a lot more than what we use yeah. for everyday usage in the full spectrum version. Um, so that's, you know, that's a CBD isolate. Um, so it really works completely different. Got it. And, and would you mind spending a little time too talking just about some of those other when you the, uh, compounds that are in the full spectrum and what, you know, have... I don't know if it's science or or just empirical evidence of of taking it. What what those things impact and the positive benefits of those? Yeah, so we have a wide variety of phytocannabinoids, which are kind of the similar compounds that our body makes. Um, there's we still have so much research to do. We have mostly in vitro like lab studies on those, but um, CBG, for example, is one that is known to or that we believe to help decrease inflammation in the body. Um, then there's CBN and that one we think maybe helps with sleep and has kind of a sedative effect. CBN is actually made um, as THC degrades. So if you have, you know, the, the marijuana plants with THC and it gets old and it ages, it actually degrades into this cannabinoid 
called CVN. Um, and so we'll see that on the market for sleep formulas primarily. Um, and then we have terpenes in these full spectrum hemp extracts. And terpenes are really cool because they are kind of like an essential oil of the plant. And terpenes are in all kinds of plants. So a pine tree, that piney smell that we get, that's a terpene called pinene. In lemon, there's a, a terpene called limonene, which is that lemony smell. <laughs> and so in cannabis, we have those terpenes and a mix of a bunch of other ones. And so depending on the strain of cannabis or hemp um, and the genetics, you'll get a different variety of terpenes and they all kind of have a different benefit. Um, an example of um, one is called linalol, which is like a very relaxing terpene. Um, it's kind of like you've ever done aromatherapy and you smell the lavender and it's just it's like a calming feeling. That's the terpenes in that. Um, some of the terpenes are a little more stimulating and uplifting and they all kind of have their own characteristics and flavor. Um, so, you know, every cannabis genetics can have a different effect on the body depending on the terpenes and the phytocannabinoid content. Got it. Got it. Got it. This is fantastic. You know, and you know, there's, there's the different qualities and, you know, I see some say it's organic, you know, would you mind going into, I guess, just how do you distinguish, you know, what is a good, you know, obviously Charlotte's web, but, but what is a good product versus bad? I mean, I'm seeing it in gas stations now. I'm seeing it everywhere. Um, and yes, you know, I know, the, I know, and, and I know in the supplement injury industry, it's the same exact way, you know, just in the normal yeah. supplements. So yeah, you, there's a lot of companies out there. Uh, unfortunately, FDA has not qualified us as a dietary supplement yet. So there's not a lot of regulatory oversight. Okay. So this is a really important conversation because you really do have to be an educated consumer if you're going to make that purchase and you want to make sure you're getting good quality and you can't really rely on the fact that it's in a package in a store that it's good. Um, there's just a huge variety and a lot of it comes down to the plant itself and then the manufacturing process. So you had mentioned organics. Um, that's a really key thing to look for when you're buying CBD is make sure that that hemp that they grew was organic. Um, it may not even be organic certified, but you just know that they used organic practices because hemp is a really good phytoremediator. And that's just a big word for saying hemp sucks all the junk out of the soil, toxins, heavy metals, pesticides, and it absorbs it. And so it's really good at cleaning the soil, but you don't want to use that plant, <laughs> to get CBD, right? Yeah, yeah going to concentrate it and ingest it. And that's bad news. So you have to make sure that that hemp is grown uh, organically, which Charlotte's Web does. Um, the other thing is you want to do a lot of testing. And so we think it's really important to test the plant in the soil all the way through the extraction process to the final product. So we test the water, we test the soil, we test the hemp plant for aflatoxins, we test um, the THC and CBD content so that we can harvest it at the right time. And then as we are making, manufacturing it and extracting it, we're testing for 68 pesticides, 20 solvents, heavy metals, microbiological contaminants. Um, because even though we know we're growing it organically, we know that things can you know, blow over from neighboring farms, pesticides, chemicals, things like that. And so we have to make sure that every step of the process is really clean so that we are providing 
the best product. And that's really an important thing if you're out there shopping for CBD is make sure that the manufacturer is showing you all those tests. We are completely transparent. So you can go onto our website and put in the the lot number that's on your bottle and see all the tests that were done on that particular product. And so we show you all the test results. um, And that's something that should be publicly available, especially in an industry where it's not really regulated and the consumer's just kind of relying on the company to be honest and, and transparent. Got it. Well, and and I've heard COA certificate of authenticity and, you know, how do you know whether or not the company has that? And can you explain what that actually is? Yep. So the certificate of analysis is actually just those test results that they do on the final product itself. And so, um, you know, we use a third party independent lab. So we ship out our extract to another company. They do all the testing They give us the test results and then we go ahead and spot test to confirm that they did it properly. Sometimes they make mistakes and we want to make sure. Um, And so we double check that and then we create a document which synthesizes all of those different tests into one document um, that's accessible to the public at any time. And so, you know, not all all companies are doing that. So it's something that's really important to look for. Um, And chances are that, you know, really cheap CBD that you're finding at the gas station um, is probably not going to have a C of A to show you as a consumer. And and is there, are there companies, you know, and we don't call out, I don't want to call anybody out, but are there companies that make a different quality of product, but under the same name, you know? Um, have, is that something or is that not something that happens? If it, it, um, So like one brand that has different levels? Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. I mean, usually uh, one the, a manufacturer is pretty consistent. They might have Got different it. brands within that, but they yep. usually are pretty consistent throughout. Well, and, and that and that also goes for, you know, again, I, I just keep going back to our audience being mostly, you know, trainers, health enthusiasts that buy supplements. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people will look on the bottle and say, oh, there's 2,000 milligrams versus 100 milligrams. Oh, this must be better. Um, would you mind going into, you know, quality versus quantity and or when, you know, when each is needed. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's quality, a yeah. huge point of confusion too. I'm so yeah. glad you mentioned that one. I always forget, but some companies actually on the bottle will put the number, the big number that you see on the label mm-hmm. is actually the total amount of CBD milligrams in the whole bottle. Now oh. that to me is a little confusing because it's like, well, I'm not going to drink the whole bottle, right? Yeah. So why do I need to know the total? Like you wouldn't buy a yeah. bottle of vitamin C and it would say, you know, 10 million milligrams <laughs> of vitamin C yep. How does that help you? You would do a lot of math. Yep. Um, so we always show the amount per serving. And so the serving, if you're going to use one of our tinctures, have you ever seen those a little bottle with those yep. squeeze pot? So in that dropper, it will show you markings for how many milliliters you're getting. There, it'll be like a half milliliter and a full milliliter. And so we show the number on the our label. It'll say 17 milligrams of CBD. That's in one dropper full, a milliliter. Okay. So that's how you know how much you are getting. And so, like I said, people are taking like between 20 to 50 milligrams of CBD a day just, you know, depending on their needs and how tolerant they are. So they're going to be taking, they can measure that by doing how many milliliters they're doing, how much CBD is in a milliliter. 
Got it. Um, to me, that's a more honest and realistic way to evaluate what you're taking. For sure. And then are there in any of the studies that you know, you know, there's, there's clinical dosage, you know, where, you know, so often again, in, in the normal supplement industry, coenzyme Q10 or whatever the, the thing is, but yet they put it in such a little yeah. quantity that it doesn't actually impact. So people think, Hey, I'm, I'm not spending as much, but you're actually not even getting yeah. a, a fifth of what you need. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything that you know that you can share with the audience with regard to, you know, that, that aspect? Yeah, it's a little different uh, with CBD. It's a little bit more unique. Uh, I, people always ask that question, like how much should I take? And so the general rule of thumb that you'll hear is to start with a small amount and increase it slowly to figure out what works for you. You really have to customize your own serving size. It's not really a one size fits all. Whereas like a lot of vitamins were, you know, we'll say, you know, you should take a thousand. I use a vitamin D every day. That's a standard with CBD. It's really variable because people have different sensitivities and I know somebody who is um, very sensitive to it and she'll take like five milligrams of CBD and just kind of feel like out of her mind. And then I know people that can take a hundred and they really don't notice anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why we say, you know, start with a low amount, kind of track it in a journal, take a little more every day. And then when you get the benefit that you're seeking, that's the amount that you need. Um, And you can just stick with that. It's not really beneficial to keep taking more and more because there's actually you kind of start to lose efficacy as you take more beyond what you need. So it's really good to just find that we call it the sweet spot and just stick with that. And that's how much you need. And and is it like, you know, a lot of things our body just adapts to. So is there have have you seen anything that, you know, the longer you take it, you know, you may need to take more to get, you know, the same amount of impact or does it not work the same way there? I, we don't have definitive research on that, but my experience has actually been the opposite. Um, So I talk about, I told you about the endocannabinoid system. Our body makes endocannabinoids and it, you know, helps create balance throughout and we sometimes become, you know, deficient in making the, the amount that we need. And that's where CBD can jump in and really support that. And so at some point, it feels like if you're taking it for a while, you're kind of got your body back in gear and you can take a break from it and you don't need it for a while because your endocannabinoid system is functioning really well. And so I found it instead of having to take more and more, I found I just don't need to take it for a little while. And then, you know, if I start to need it again, I can go back on it. So um, I haven't seen really a tolerance develop in people so far. That's good. Good. Well, you know, there's another aspect is there's so many different ways to ingest it. Um, so, you know, obviously there's tinctures and there's the rubs and then there's the gummies and the, and the candies. And then, you know, there's even inhalation. Um, would you mind just going through, you know, and explaining the why, you know, why is, you know, why are some better? And then, you know, obviously some of the risks, if any, you know, with, with any of them. Yeah. So um, you mentioned smoking it. Vaping is um, definitely an option out there. We don't sell it that in that vehicle. Um, but the the difference between ingesting it and vaping it is 
uh, when you are inhaling it, it gets into the bloodstream really fast and it has a very quick benefit, but the longevity of it is much shorter. So acts faster, but has a shorter duration of action. Okay. Whereas when you use it orally, you it is a little bit slower to get into your system, but once it's in there, it lasts much longer. So um, I would say, you know, just kind of throwing out numbers is not yeah. exact science, but vaping might last two hours and orally might last eight hours. Um, so you get a much longer duration because you're digesting it and you can take it in either like that dropper that I mentioned. So you're kind of squeezing it and putting it in your mouth. We have flavors in these oils, um, but these are full spectrum natural products. They are very hempy or plant flavored. And so they don't, you know, they you have to get acquired to the taste a little bit, um, but the flavorings do mask it pretty well. But some people don't prefer that taste or they don't like the inconvenience of the dropper. And so they can take it in a capsule. And the great thing about a capsule is it's a, you know, a designated amount. So it's either 15 milligrams or 25 milligrams, you know exactly what you're taking. And, you know, it's easy to throw a bottle of capsules in your bag, your gym bag and or traveling or something like that. It's a convenient way to use it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like me and you have a big pill box and you're taking 20 pills a day, <laughs> you can just drop your CBD pills in there too. Um, and then the other ways are gummies. And that's actually the most popular way, hands down, across the industry and also with our brand. Um, gummies are really cool because they taste great. And so it's amazing how we remember to take them when they taste really good. <laughs> and so it's a really palatable, uh, very good compliance with that. And they, we also add functional ingredients to those gummies. So like we have a calm gummy, which has lemon balm and lemon balm is a herb that um, improves our GABA production. And that's a calming neurotransmitter. It makes us feel really relaxed. So it works with the CBD hand in hand. Nice. Um, so it's a really good, uh, you know, anti-stress gummy. We have a sleep gummy, which is our number one seller. And it's actually one of the the top selling gummies in the industry, which has melatonin combined with CBD. And I do love this one myself as well. It's got a great raspberry flavor and it just works like a charm. For some reason, there seems to be some magic happening when those two ingredients combine. I'll, I'll tell you too. And, in, in you know, um, I've taken the sleep and, okay. and I've been, you know, I've also about a month ago, almost a month now been using an app called whoop, which we've, we've used. Um, and whoop basically does uh, several other things, but it gauges sleep. So you wear, you know, this is the whoop band and you gauge it. And then it tells you how much and what kind of sleep you actually, and how many hours you spent in deep sleep and REM sleep. And I need that. (laughs) Yeah. And you can take notes on it too. So, uh, you know, plug over there, but, but what's been very interesting is the days that I don't take it, I don't spend as much time in REM and deep sleep. And, and that's been about three out of five times, you know, um, I'm, and I'm playing around with, you know, things and and just kind of seeing how it impacts you. So, yeah. That's a great experiment. I really do want to try that. That deep sleep is really important because that's when our body is restoring and recharging. It's when Mm -hmm. our immune system's really active. It's when we're healing and regenerating. So it is important to get those deeper levels of sleep because getting a long amount of sleep where you're, it's superficial is not really going to be that beneficial to you. Yeah. So um, I made a good research study. Yeah, for sure. Now, is, is there a, you know, is there certain things that are more beneficial 
taking a certain way? Meaning, uh, you know, is there something that maybe a gummy provides that a capsule or a tincture or inhalation would not or vice versa? Um, only in terms of the fact that we have those extra herbs in those gummies. Okay. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's really the same CBD and all of the, the gummies and the um, some of the tinctures and the capsules are all made with our CO2 carbon dioxide extract um, to pull out the CBD and all those compounds. Mm-hmm. And so we're using that same oil, you know, grown by the same farmers in the same extract method and putting it in all those different variations. So, you know, you're getting the same quality and consistency, no matter what one you choose. I just say like, do the one you like and the one yep. you're going to stick with instead of feeling like you are supposed to do something, you know, cause we are, we're all human and if we don't like it. We're not going to stick with it or compliance. Yeah. And, it's just not and, it, and, it, and it sounds to me, obviously there's, you know, the other health risks with, with vaping it or, or whatever, yeah. but it almost sounds why if if it's a product and it's you want it in your system, then why would you even resort to that style versus going through you know a pill or a tincture or a or a gummy? Yeah, that's that's a, a big reason why we didn't do it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's we don't know the the health risks to vaping um, or smoking even marijuana. Um, of what happens in the lungs. So yep. it just doesn't seem like a reasonable risk to take. Got it. Perfect. Well, let's dive into, you know, there's, there's a million products out there and, you know, I, I've seen it from, you know, beauty products, you know, where, you know, it's skin and different things like that. There's obviously sleep, anxiety, focus, recovery, but would you mind talking through, you know, kind of, you know, do you have skin products and, and why would somebody want to put it on their skin, you know, versus, you know, you know, or for whatever reasons, whether it's, you know, wrinkles or whatnot, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, the topical applications are fairly restricted in terms of what we're allowed to make claims on. And we don't have a ton of research on it yet. But just basic physiology is we have, I mentioned we have an endocannabinoid system throughout our whole body. We also have one kind of microcosm in the skin and the superficial layers of the skin. So we make endocannabinoids there. We have endocannabinoid receptors there. And so when you apply CBD topically, that's where you're going to get the benefits is right where you put it. It doesn't go get absorbed into your whole system. It's not going to go to your brain. And so you're getting kind of different benefits from it. Whereas when you take it orally, of course, it's going to work throughout the entire body. And so it will just kind of adjust the systems that are a little bit out of whack. I mean, it works with the cardiovascular system, the endocrine system, the nervous system, uh, pretty digestion, everything you can think of. And so, um, you know, obviously where there's a weak spot in your body, it's going to kind of try to help fix it. Got it. Got it. So, you know, is there anything that, or, or you, you say you can't speak to that, but you know, on skin and wrinkles and, and, and then even, you know, I've seen a lot of oils, you know, massage oils and rubs and things like that for muscle recovery or, you know, whatever the, the reason, would you be able to talk about any of that? Um, well, what I could say to you is uh, we do have the our CBD medic line, uh, which is great for your trainers. And so those are topical applications for pain relief. And they have these key ingredients of camphor and menthol in them. And those are actually terpenes from different plants, um, the mint plant and the, the camphor tree. 
And those work great on the uh, pain receptors in the sensory nerves of our skin. And so wherever you apply that, it's going to help interfere with the pain messages that are going to our brain and kind of tricks our brain into thinking like there's no pain there. And so they work really well. They're very fast acting and they give you this very cooling sensation because they open up the blood vessels and allow you know, greater blood circulation there. Got it. So I hopefully you got a chance to try those products as yeah. well. I think they're going to be really great for your trainers, for people who get you know really stiff after working out and mm-hmm. sore muscles and things like that. Yeah. And I would say I probably not want to take that before because you might be hiding, you know, the potential yeah. pain, <laughs> you know, and then go and do something. So definitely, for, yeah, for a recovery. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, obviously there's massage oils, I think, in, mm-hmm. in, in other aspects there. And it's all that same concept. Yeah, um, all great for reducing pain and, and um, you know, it, it kind of helps you get through those difficult parts of when you're healing. You know, I slept weird. I've got a stiff neck. I don't want to be like feeling uncomfortable all day. It mm-hmm. just kind of helps you recover faster. Got it. And is there the research or is there anything on, you know, lowering inflammation? Obviously inflammation is a huge, yeah, problem. actually the camphor and menthol reduce inflammation in the area too, in part because they open up the blood vessels, they allow more blood flow through and they allow those, um, it, those immune cells to go in there and help decrease the inflammation. Um, so that also helps contribute to reducing the pain. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, well, and, and, you know, you've talked throughout the, the episode today, you've talked about sleep and you've talked about anxiety and, and, you know, what about focus? A lot of people are losing focus now. Is there anything that you have that can, you know, that helps, you know, kind of maintaining focus? Yeah, you know, CBD um, does help maintain focus by, I think probably the way that it's working is by reducing the stress and letting us feel calmer, we can actually maintain a better focus on the topic because there's nothing more distracting than feeling stressed out. I mean, that really can ruin my concentration if I'm really feeling that chronically. Um, so by relieving that stress and anxiety, it allows your brain to hone in on what it's supposed to be doing. Um, and so we do say that it helps improve your focus as well. Got it. Sweet. What would you say your favorite product is? I am a sleep gummy person yeah. too. <laughs> well, it's so I mean, important. I mean, it's. It is. It is. I Well, I love all of them, but that one I use, you know, it's so profound for helping sleep. And I'm someone who's a terrible sleeper. I think I mentioned to you that to you earlier, like that person you interviewed who was yeah. a sleep specialist yeah. who I need to go see. Yeah. Um, but those, you know, the sleep gummies really do help me get through it. And the raspberry flavor is just amazing. So, yeah. and, and the other one too, you, you, we didn't talk about was the recovery. Cause it's got the turmeric yes. uh, in it. And I, I forget what yeah, else. Ginger and there. curcumin are great yeah, for curcumin, yeah. reducing yeah. inflammation yeah. and supporting joint health. Yeah. And so that combination with the CBD can be really great to use. Um, after an athletic event, we know that when we exercise really hard, that we just naturally create more inflammation as a result, which is fine and natural. But if it gets to be too much, you know, that can be a problem. And that's where we, you know, get muscle stiffness and things like that. So using the recovery gummies are great. Um, Some of the more athletic people who work with us um, say that they actually take them before they work out Mm -hmm. and then after to kind of just, you know, preventatively uh, stop that. And ginger and curcumin have tons of research on them, both clinically and animal studies, um, to show that they're really good for supporting joint health 
and by also by reducing the inflammation in that area. That's great. Well, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you think is important to, you know, to give somebody, you know, and, and really this one was more so about an overview and, and kind of trying to knock down some of the, you know, potential negative thoughts or issues, you know, so is there, is there any, I guess, I, as I'm thinking through this, um, any cons, like what, what should you, if you have these things, you probably might not want to want to go after, you know, CBD. You know, I'm not going to say every person in the world needs CBD, right? I mean, our body makes these endocannabinoids naturally. And so if we're perfectly healthy and everything's flowing perfectly, we probably won't even notice a benefit from CBD because our body doesn't need it. But I kind of liken it to the whole vitamin D story. I mean, we all know vitamin D is super important for our health. There's been thousands of research studies in the past decade that have proven that. And our body makes vitamin D. We get exposed to the sunshine on our skin. The cholesterol turns into vitamin D um, and it keeps our vitamin D levels healthy. And that helps support all the tissues in our body. And then if we don't get enough vitamin D from sun, like in the dead of winter up in the north, uh, we can take vitamin D. That's why you move. That's why you just move. That's why you move to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Or Arizona. (laughs) And so um, if you don't get enough vitamin D, then we all know we can get a vitamin D deficiency, right? Our doctors regularly test us. What are your vitamin D levels? And there's plenty of research showing that you can be deficient. It's the same story with the hemp and CBD extracts. Either we're making the endocannabinoids in our body and we're keeping our endocannabinoid system healthy. If we're not making enough, which by the way, there's a lot of things that impact that stress. Chronic stress can impact your endocannabinoid production, drinking a little too much alcohol, um, not getting enough sleep, getting exposed to pesticides and plasticizers. All these things damage our ability to make endocannabinoids. So really these are just like things that we're all dealing with, right? And so if we don't make enough, we have to take it as a supplement form from the hemp plant. And if we don't do that, then we can be deficient and that can result in some kind of health problems. Um, There's actually a really famous scientist who's really the premier researcher in CBD um, uh, and cannabis is Ethan Russo. And so he has developed this theory that there's this endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome, which is possible to happen. So if our ECS is really damaged, you know, it can lead to some chronic health conditions. And it's probably those ones that we don't have good drugs to fix. And things like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, and these might all be related to a poorly functioning endocannabinoid system. And since doctors still aren't talking about it, then they're not looking at that as a potential problem or source of problem for patients with those conditions. And therefore those those patients are constantly struggling with that condition and haven't found a solution and they can go decades like that. I I can't imagine that, you know, that's not going to just blow up, you know, at some point here, because I mean, it was, you know, what was it? Not even 10, you know, mainstream now inflammation's the problem versus straight cholesterol. I mean, there's other things, yeah. but you know, that's now more popularized. And yeah. I, I kind of almost liken that to almost this. Um, yeah, medicine know, is very, very slow to adapt. <laughs> I don't know. Let's what not get into that conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> right, we're like, you'll yeah. see the research, yeah. and then like 20 years later, they finally start talking about it. Yeah. But even yeah. like as a naturopath, we're supposed yeah. to be progressive and integrative. Yeah. 
I didn't learn about it in school either. So, and and my school still isn't like really focusing on it. And so I really feel like there's this gap of information that we're really missing. It's kind of the missing piece of the puzzle for some people who are, you know, just sick all the time. Um, So hopefully doctors will start to focus on it more and and get educated. And I guess they have to do that on their own. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, anything else that you'd love to share before we, we go? This has been great, great, great information. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we keep talking about research and the lack of research. And so I one of the things that I really appreciate about Charlotte's Web is we have our own division of research, um, CW Labs, and we are partnering with um, other universities like Harvard and John Hopkins. And we are doing studies on CBD to really try to identify and hone in on answering some of these questions that keep coming up um, so that we can elevate the industry, we can help support doctors in understanding the topic, um, and eventually, you know, help people. Our company was just founded on this mission of wanting to help people. And so we really put our money where our mouth is and continue to do those clinical trials and, and try to um, you know, help support people's health as much as possible. Fantastic. Well, I mean, it is it is a booming industry, and you know, I, I highly recommend you. You know, they they will be available in all the lifetime stores. I don't know if they're quite there yet. I know it's it's going to be happening fairly soon. Must be really close. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> um, I know the deal's in place. So, um, but that's fantastic. So. You know, I, I can't thank you enough. This is great. And, you know, maybe we have you on at a later date and really start to dive in a little bit deeper for those people who kind of geek out on the on the true science of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. And all your members are welcome to reach out to me anytime to, uh, if they have any questions. Um, I don't know if they can email you or I can give my email, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll put everything in the show notes too. So yeah, perfect. And because it can be confusing if you're new to it um, and there's a lot of misinformation out there, which I, you know, want people to be careful of. And so I'm always happy to take the time to answer personal questions as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. 